0: and welcome back to Pumps, Pearls, and Power. This is Bree. Hi,
1: hey, I'm Roy. We want you to know, podcast audience, we are still moving forward with undefeatable <laughs> Hashtag, we are walking, word, walker.
0: <laughs> yes, and we want to thank you for your patience, your continued support, that's important, as Roy and I settled into our new locations, temporary that is, but new locations. So we thank you for your emails, your texts, your calls. We thank you for even reaching out to Reverend G to say, hey, where's Bree, where's Roy? So thank you. And we also thank our new viewers for wanting to be added to our mailing list. So, hey, we're back, we thank you. But today we have a very sobering podcast and that is start the conversation. And it's about race relationships. And we know race is a tough issue to discuss in this country because we think about slavery, we think about the killing of the indigenous people, the American Indians. We think about the civil rights movement, the struggle that Dr. Martin Luther King led. We think about equality and we think about systems that have been set in place for generations to increase racial disparity in this country. But what we're talking about now is if we're going to change the narrative, if we're going to change the dynamics, if we're going to change this country, the path that we're on, we've got to start the conversation. How do we do that? Roy and I believe with prayer, with empathy, seeing others through God's eyes and knowing what the Bible says. And the Bible teaches us that God originally created only one race, the human race, in his image. And that's Genesis 1, through 27. A beautiful diversity of one human race created in the image of God came through who, Adam and his offsprings. And that's in Acts 17. And 26 the other thing that we want you to know is we've got to pray for God to heal this land this nation this people and he says in 2nd Chronicles 7 and 14 what did it say Roy if my people, people yes which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and yes. seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and he will heal this land, he will forgive our sins. So one, I wanna put out a disclaimer, very sensitive topic, one that we're starting ourselves, but we're sharing what God has given us to share. If that doesn't apply to you, then hey, we appreciate your continued support, but journey with us, journey with the rest of the world and America as we try to figure this thing out. Share it with anyone that you think will benefit but we feel led by God to share with you that we've got to start the conversation. It's not going away. It's not going to be resolved by rioting and hostile protests. Peaceful protests, yes, it's not going away. We've got to start the conversation.
1: Yes, thank you, Brenda. So as a result, we're going to be doing a series in starting this conversation. We want to share with you some observations that we have made since the George Floyd murder, the protests, the riots, and the aftermath of how it has affected approximately 90% of the people on this planet. We wanna share with you how we, even our diverse inner circle and discipleship have just started the conversation on how we view race in this country in our circle, and how we are going to improve our knowledge and situational awareness, because that's what it starts with, situational awareness. We can make a difference. That's right. And, while well, you talked
0: about our discipleship, but here's the thing. All of us are Christians, but our discipleship is made up of a very diverse group of women, all ages, 20 plus through 70 plus race, cultural, different backgrounds, different denominational Mm -hmm. in church. But this is how we've started the conversation. Mm -hmm. One disciple at a time, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. And we've had some uncomfortable moments trying to understand the narrative because we speak different languages Mm -hmm. sometimes. But we've started talking about it. We have started asking the questions and giving others the opportunity to ask the question. We have Caucasians, we have African Americans, we have Hispanics in our discipleship group. And so we're starting those conversations. We're discussing our beliefs, we're discussing our feelings on how we stand about the George Floyd murder, the protest about uh, racial disparities in this country. And it's good, because we've been enlightening one another. We've been changing the narratives that we've been speaking to one another. And we're seeking understanding of one another. So for change to occur, we have to have the conversation. And well, how do
1: we do that? Well, Bree, first of all, we have to keep an open mind. Yes. We have to be willing to listen. And we have to, as we have said in so many of our other podcasts, we have to seek to understand Mm -hmm. what we Mm -hmm. don't understand. Right. When we think about race relations. There are many influences that can share, I'm sorry, that can shape how we feel and act towards people that are different from ourselves. It's our family. It's the society, our own personal feelings, Mm -hmm. opinions of others, even the media. We can all, we've all seen the negative images that the media has put out there, you know, um, drawing attention to maybe one race more than other in a negative way. So sometimes we're ignorant. We have, there's not a lack of self-awareness or lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. We have biases and prejudices, prejudices that have been taught in our homes. Sometimes it's the lack of contact that we've had with other races. That's right. Get out and intermingle as much as other of us do. Some of us it's not applicable to, but then it may be applicable to some other of us. So we don't see things sometimes as they actually are. Guess what? We see things as um, they. It's been based on our own experiences. That's right. We see things as what has happened to us whether it's been good or bad. Mm -hmm. These things shape who we are and how we respond to life, even when interacting with other people of other races. So Brie and I grew up having a very diverse background, family units, church, Mm -hmm. and friends. Our DNA is a mixture of African, Caucasian, French, Irish, Asian, and Native Americans, et cetera. Our moms were Christian and taught us to love everyone regardless of race. The military also shaped our lives significantly. That's right. But how do we view and love people in our relationships. Our family, friendships, and other relationships have always been very diverse and loving for the most part. Are we saying racism didn't exist throughout our childhood and life? No, we are not. We just didn't allow it to become who we are, how we lived our lives, and who we love. It did not shape us, and as a result, we, Bree and I, do see and realize that God has been able to use us to work with women of all ages, races. I'm sorry, religions denominations and in the military do we know here in america that sometimes church can be one of the most segregated places on sunday mornings it would appear so roy it would appear so at at the church where we left in virginia it was very diverse it was more like an inner uh international church how can we lead the world to change when we can't even fellowship and serve god together This Mm -hmm. may be news for some and not news for others. We have discussed this in our group. Mm -hmm. Some family members have even said that some of us need more situational awareness. Mm. You may not think we are biased because guess what? We've not been able to have the conversation. 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 So start the conversation and see what happens.
0: Oh, very powerful, Roy. Yes, we have to start the conversation, but we also have to address the fact that one of the most prevalent issue in race relationships is the absence of knowing God's godly love. And that means love thy neighbor as thyself, Mark 13, 12 and 31, I'm sorry. And the Bible says, do unto others as you would have it done unto you. If we follow that godly principle, there would not be universal racism, hate, and police brutality. So the issue isn't so much one as racism, but the absence of godly love. And that's what we want you to understand. If we see each other through the eyes of love, through the eyes of God, and start the conversation, we can bring about change. And where
1: does that start, Roy? well (laughs) it gets back to that good old heart so at the heart of this issue think about it podcast audience at the heart of this issue is that it really is a matter of what's in our hearts Mm -hmm. as christians we have to well we have a perfect model Mm -hmm. of how we are to think and how we are to address our interactions with people that are different from ourselves. And guess who that model is? Jesus. Jesus. And we have examples of that. That is in the Bible. Galatians three twenty-eight. First of all, lets us know that God and Jesus. The word says there is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave nor free, nor is there male nor female. We are all one in Christ. John four seven through fourteen lets us know that Jesus had a very profound uh, conversation with a Samaritan woman. He was a Jew, and for many of you that may not know it, Jews did not have any interactions with Samaritans. There was a deep uh, uh, and historical racial boundary there, but he broke down that barrier. And also, God lets us know that First Samuel sixteen seven reminds us that guess what? He doesn't look on the outward. He looks on the inward. Again, he looks at the heart. That's right. Very good.
0: And what we want you to understand is we're all connected in this life together. Jesus put us here, God put us here for fellowship with one another, to love one another, because he's not physically here, but we're here for one another. So how we view our brothers and sisters Our neighbors that are all different from us how do we view each other what are our thought processes Mm -hmm. we must each one of us figure out how we can make society a better place for us for our children for Mm -hmm. our grandchildren for our friends for our neighbors Mm -hmm. because the bottom line is whatever world we create we've got to live here Mm -hmm. so we can either thrive here or we can fight here or we can die here, but we all live in this world. It could be one of peace and love and joy, tranquility, or it could be one, as what we are seeing now, of mass chaos mm-hmm. and rioting. So the question is, what are we going to do? So Roy, the world is in chaos and disarray mm-hmm. around us, as we can see. Yes. But here's the thing. The truth of the matter is, the world can't tell the world how to live. They can't tell us what is right according to the Bible. Only the Mm -hmm. church can do that. So what is the hope? What is the answer? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. And Psalm 71 and five tell us, oh Lord, you are my hope. So the question we would ask is where is the church? Is the church Mm -hmm. walking out and showing the protesters how to have peaceful protest? Is the church leading the conversation on race relations? Are the churches coming together, Ecclesia, to say, hey, we know the answer is Jesus Christ. Ecclesia, where are you? Are you hearing what's going on? Are you seeing what's Mm -hmm. happening? Are you leading the conversation? We'd like some feedback. Mm -hmm. We'd like to start the conversation with you. So, Roy, what is the
1: hope? What is the answer? Like you said, and like we said, the hope is in Jesus Christ and living as Christ lived. The world sees the here and now. They don't see each other through the eyes of Christ. Sometimes we don't see each other through the eyes of Christ. Without a moral compass, guess what? We're just like a ship without a sail. The church has to step in and be the advocate for the world to end the rioting and seek peace, peaceful resolutions like Martin Luther King, like during the civil rights movement, for racial healing, for justice, and just living. There's a scripture in Micah 6:8. It's in the Bible. And it says, what does the Lord require of us? Well, he requires us as people to act justly, to mm-hmm. love mercy. And then we also want to walk humbly with our God.
0: That's right. And what that means is we have to come to the end of ourselves. I love the book about, um, by Rick Warren, he says, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't about us. It's about serving each other. Mm -hmm. It's about setting the example that Christ set, because he said we are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And so Christ came, he was a game changer and we can change things just as he can. He came not to serve, but not to be served, but to serve. He created change and he wants us to be agents and vessels of change in this world.
1: Like everything in life, podcast audience, this is going to require that Mm we be purposeful and we be intentional in tearing down those walls of racial prejudice. Yes, Sometimes it may require a big sludge hammer. We all know the damage that can do, right? When you're knocking something down. And then sometimes it may require a chisel. And we know, you know, you chisel away at something. And sometimes that's what we're going to have to do too, is change perceptions, chisel away at, at old perceptions. Perhaps a gentler resource, yes. like, a, like a brush is, is used. Like, you know, when those um, archaeologists dig up things and it's, they're so gentle with it and they just use a brush. Different methods can be required and used for us to bring this to pass.
0: Oh, very good. Well, I love that. So, Ro, what are some questions our audience can ask their inner circle of friends to start the conversation? I mean, it doesn't have to be anything deep or, <laughs> hey, that requires a cyclopedia, but what are some
1: questions? Well, let's see. Um, How what can about our audience start this about- conversation? How do we improve our situational awareness Hmm. in race relations? That's a biggie. It is. Also, how can we get others to see the plight of others without judgment, accusations, or blame for the sins of our forefathers? Mm -hmm. What about change doesn't just happen? Do you know that? There has to be a catalyst. We can be catalysts. What's going to break down the barriers? Mm-hmm. What makes us situationally aware? Bree's done some studying and some reading on this and I'll let her talk about that. What yeah,
0: no, thank you, Roy. Yeah, I've been doing some reading uh, about race relations myself because like most of the world, I was shocked by George Floyd's death and I made myself watch it, but I also made myself ponder is what can I do? What can PPP do? What can me and my family do to start this conversation? And then I asked myself is how did we find ourselves here in America, in this great nation? Well, we said mm-hmm. equality, you know, people mm-hmm. have bled and died for this country. How did we get here? The pain of slavery, generational discrimination, racism, inner city poverty, police brutality, mm-hmm. But we ask ourselves, what happened? What is different this time? And we believe that the time was right for justice and change. Um, We have to affect and we have to leave that change. And as we know, people have died in this country, died for our freedom. So we ask ourselves, if people died so that we can be free, how can we deny others the same right to equality, yes. jobs to feed their family, to be treated equally by the police officer where there's no threat. And I'm not saying that there's not threat against the police because we know that's not true. Yes. But we can't go back and change the past, but we can change the future. And how, by starting the conversation and just for a moment, is seeing each other through the eyes of God, is seeing each other as equal, seeing each other as human that deserve the same rights. Mm -hmm. As worthy, yes. Worthy, that's right. And treating each other how we would want to be treated. And that is a small thing, but it's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And ask ourselves, what is stopping us from seeing each other as God made us Mm -hmm. we're all the same different skin colors Mm -hmm. but as someone says our blood it bleeds the same red Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. you know um we've heard some people say well why can't we just move on it's all in the past it's not relevant to where we are now but guess what yes it is the past is relevant until we um Dealt with that and 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 uh, faced that, then it's relevant. You know, there's been years of suppressed emotions mm-hmm. in a system sometimes that has been set up for discrimination. Everybody wants the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. We grow up, we want that a uh, house with the white picket fence, or or maybe for some of us it it's blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. We've been taught to desire uh, American dream. Well, how does that make people feel? when it's attainable for some, but not attainable, and it seems unreachable for others. There are, you know, we all know there are exceptions to, you know, there are people that are just have a drive in them and they're going to succeed no matter what. You know, we, we, um, we love Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Gaines came from Humble Means. And, you know, he has done great things in the kingdom and out of the kingdom. We, Jackie Roberts. They're Robinson, there are all kinds of examples. But for the most part, there are still a lot of people out there that want that American dream but feel like they have no access to it.
0: That's right. Very true, Roy. And so, podcast audience, what we want you to realize is there are treasures inside each of us. Yes. Are we willing to discover those in one another? to see how alike we are than how we're different, what sets us apart, but what can also bring us together. What made this nation great is our diversity,
1: our discoveries, our inventions. What breaks down the barriers? Well, think about it. Walking in God's love, we can always love. Love covers over a multitude of sins. That's what his word says. prayer, we have to pray because the effectual, fervent prayer, righteous prayer of a, a righteous person avails much. It changes friendships, having friendships with um, people of different races. Mm-hmm. Um, music. Think about music. Think, mm-hmm. think what that does yes, in our society. We, Brie um, and Jeff and Herb and I, we love to go to this place in um, well, when you lived in Virginia called the Birchmere. <laughs> And, and there was all kinds of people there, all races of people. Yes. Um, music is a connector and it joins us together. And Herb was just talking even about like the hip hop, you know, he says, if you see the people that listen to hip hop, it's all kinds of races, mm-hmm. And he says it's more like a culture, you mm-hmm. see a lot of young people that love the hip hop and they don't see color so much. So music, fellowshipping with one another, just getting out, hanging with one another. Mm-hmm. What about voting for our politicians? That's right. We do not promote race, racial division, but promote racial unity. Mm-hmm. We need to be empathetic. We need to be committed to seeing and treating others as we want to be treated, as Brenda stated before. And also, we have to, and we can Just show basic human kindness to one another. And again, seek to understand what we don't understand.
0: That's right. So as we come to a close, we really want you to start the conversation. Find a friend. Find an acquaintance that's different from you, different color and have your own inner circle there and start the conversation. This generation that we're in now does not hold on to the sins of the past of our forefathers. They don't hold the racial prejudices of the past. And I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna be responsible for what my forefathers did. Mm -hmm. Why should we? We didn't commit those sins. I have enough of repenting of my own sins. Mm-hmm. So they're just demonstrating their anger, their frustrations, that we can't start the conversation. So they're rioting, not peaceful, rioting, burning down things because they want to be heard. And so we need to help them to be heard. We need to help them to be understood. And we can do that by starting the conversation. Show them how to protest, show them how to seek change for this country, show them how to get justice, to lead Mm. the, the conversation, to lead the change that justice requires. And we can do that through the church because the Bible says that we are the light. Matthew 5 and 14 says, you are like light for the whole world and a city that is built on a hill cannot be hid. But not only that, the light dispels darkness. If the world sees us, the church, walking in light, if they see love for one another, it brings about change, it brings about love, it brings about unity, and it starts the conversation. Yes. Truth. (laughs) Yes. Sadly, as I share it with Roy and my family, I didn't realize how ignorant I was on race relations in this country. I, I told you, Roy and I told you, this was gonna be a tough conversation. I didn't realize how ignorant I was about police brutality. So I bought some educational books and I'm a very educated woman. I read all the time, grew up with a principal, teachers, doctors, lawyers, and my family. And still did not realize how ignorant I was about the surroundings of the things that were happening in this country, but I've been educating myself, and I'm asking you to educate yourself by starting the conversation with your friends.
1: Yeah, and since we've been talking about this, you know I, I, there was an area in my life that I don't consider myself to be a prejudiced person, but Um, I I do know that, you know, there's an area that I need to work on as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we're, none of us are immune to that podcast audience. How can you start the conversation with your circles? Well, how can you reshape Mm -hmm. your perceptions? How can you start the conversation with others? Acknowledge the past, but see it again as a chat catalyst for change, so that we will not hold on to prejudice and negative perceptions. That's right, I love that. Yeah, history
0: is important. We have to remember the history of this country, the good and the bad. We have a painful history here in America for some. We can acknowledge our past, but we must be progressive. Mm as we move forward and looking in the future. Ask ourselves, what are our perceptions? Where do they come from? Roy asked these questions at the beginning of our podcast. Where do do our thought processes come from about racism in this country? Have we experienced it? Were we taught it? Is it based on fear? Because we know the media, we don't always portray Mm-hmm. Certain races in positive light. We see the worst. Stigmatism, biases, prejudice. It's a mm-hmm. complex issue, isn't it, race? It's yes. a complex issue to talk about. Mm-hmm. But as Oprah always says, when we know to do better, we do better. Yes. But we say, right, Roy? Yep. What Jesus do? Jesus do, <laughs> yes, yes. See, we know that Jesus would not only start the conversation. What would he do, Roy? He would lead the world to change. He would lead the world to change. He was a catalyst. He was a catalyst for change. And so that's what we're asking each one of you, no matter how old, no matter how how young, no matter what race, start the conversation. Whether you're Jewish, whether you're Muslim, whether you are Hispanic, whether you're African-American, Caucasian, Asian, please start the conversation. It can be done. And guess what? We're here to help, right, Roy? Yes, yes, yes.
1: So this is only the first of several uh, podcasts that we're going to be discussing um, and starting the racial conversation. You're going to hear from our discipleship, our diverse discipleship group. We're going to talk to some interracial couples and friends. And we're also going to talk with people who have overcome cultural prejudices and are now starting the conversation with others.
0: That's right. So as we close, we have a series of questions that we want to ask you. We're asking you to look introspectively, and then we're asking you to consider your neighbor. And we're asking you to become your best self in dealing with racism and in starting the conversation. So in becoming your best self over these next few weeks, over these next few months, what do you love, what do you hate, and what do you tolerate? And ask yourself why. What are you protecting yourself from by not having the conversation on race relations. Number three, what do I know about the people around me? My neighbors, my employees, my coworkers. We're all remote, but we still have neighbors and coworkers. What do I know about my inner circle? Can I start the conversation with them? Is my inner circle diverse? Do I trust those in my inner circle? That I can start the conversation with? That's very important to know because what we believe and what we know about our inner circle or our friends, Mm -hmm. how we respond or how we interact with them. Mm -hmm. What do I know about them? I know Roy very well, so I'll share more with her. I'll be free to speak my mind with her, Mm -hmm. not so much with others. Mm What has shaped their experience in my life? Mm -hmm. Number four, how can I have a conversation or build a solid relationship with people who don't look like me? Mm -hmm. Five: Are you self-reflecting on where you stand on racism? What have you learned? As Roy stated, we probably all have some type of bias yes but we can learn from one another we can tear down those walls Mm -hmm. we can get rid of those biases number six ask yourself at the end of those conversation what have i learned and what will i do differently moving forward Mm -hmm. because we've gotta have the conversation Yes. We've got to have the conversation. We've got to advocate for change. And we can. Yes. We've seen America at its worst. A lot of you that are older than Roy and I, you've really seen it at its worst. Mm -hmm. We've seen some good times in America. Mm -hmm. But we've got to start the conversation. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We can bury our head in the sand. So we implore you to start the conversation soon we'll help give
1: us mm-hmm. all right <clears throat> so we know it's been a while <laughs> but we have a p word to leave you with today and that word is power <laughs> we have the power to change start the conversation you can make a difference i can make a difference one person at a time This makes a good conversation to have with our family members, with our prayer groups, with our Bible study groups, friends, and inner circles. Start that conversation. (laughs) Yes. So
0: hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, and we will start that conversation with you. Roy and I will come out, resume with you right now. <laughs> start the conversation, whether it's a large group or a small group, let's start the conversation. Our prayer today is we pray, Father, give us all strength and courage yes. to yes. start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Let yes. us be catalysts for change in our lives, yes. in our families, in yes. our yes. community, in our jobs, in our businesses, yes. in our churches. And let us lead the by the example that Jesus Christ led and remember that God put us here as one human race Yes. and he brought about diversity through Adam and his family yes. let us see each other father through the eyes of God in the amen. eyes of Jesus Christ Yes. and yes. to love thy neighbor as thy yes. Neighbor.
1: Yes. Yes. in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. oh and, and if anybody if you have questions Reach out to us. So if there's something you heard today that you know brought, uh, brought up questions, reach out to, yes. Pump, to PPP. We would be glad to answer any questions you may have.: That's God right. you, podcast audience.
0: And we thank you for all
1: of your continued feedback.